It's like, oh, you gave me rose petals and an engagement? No one's ever thought of that before. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, we were just talking about coffee. We were. Yeah, how I don't care about the taste of coffee. I just want to wake up. That's all I care about. Yeah, Andy gets very upset when there's like a fancy coffee and it's all about the taste and how it's prepared, if it's made with a Chemex or pour over or whatever. And then you don't actually feel caffeinated by it. You get very upset. Just give me my medicine. Yeah. That's all I want. (laughs) Okay. It's Q&A day. Nice. Shall we get right yeah, to it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. This first question is from A as in the letter. Dear Shandy, I, 34 female, married my husband, 38 male, this year. We generally have a great relationship, but there's one thing I've had a difficult time getting past, leading to resentment and multiple arguments. The issue is that I never had a special proposal. I'm a romantic and getting engaged was something I'd always dreamed about. My parents had a unique engagement in one of the most beautiful places, and I loved hearing their proposal story growing up. My husband knew this about me, and yet he proposed in our living room after making up from an argument. (laughs) That's such a That's bad That's so weak. <laughs> oh, sorry. Eh? We shouldn't Oof, laugh, but that's wow. Brutal. That's No romantic setting, no flowers, no special dinner. He actually told me he was going to propose right beforehand, so it wasn't even a surprise. <sighs> I thought I could get over it by focusing on our destination wedding, but that was partially spoiled by Omicron. Now, whenever I hear proposal stories or see them on social media or TV, it makes me sad and bitter that I'll never have that moment. Mm. He feels bad and wants to make up for it, but I don't know. It's a nah. once-in-a-lifetime moment. Ship is sailed. Do you have any advice for getting past these feelings? A. Oh. On the surface, that's sort of a, you know, it's a light question, but it, I, that would suck. You know what it's like? Look, this guy really dropped the ball big yeah. time. It was an impulsive move. Yeah. And I totally get it. Like, I could picture myself in a situation with a woman where it's like we got in a huge fight and I felt very uncomfortable, like, that this might be you know, relationship ending level. And I was like, oh, this is a good time to propose to patch things up and, you know, get the proposal out of the way. Very impulsive. Yes. Not a good call. He he fucked up. Yeah. But like with many OCDs, I would compare this to like a kind of an OCD. Okay. It's like she can't get over it. It's like a... Yeah, she's having fight. Yeah. They're having fights. They're already married now and it's causing a rift in their yeah. marriage. You know what this is like? This is like that moose jewelry hanger thing we had. Uh-huh. Which we have. We still have it. Is it still there? Yeah. It's amazing. Like when you have furniture in a house, how you get so used to it, you don't see it anymore. Yeah. I don't see that. No, I know. I'm 50-50 whether that's still I'm the one who hangs things on it, so. You do. That's true. (laughs) I don't hang things. I I think I have my wedding ring on it, though. You do. Which I... Never wear. Don't wear. And I couldn't But I don't like jewelry. That's nothing to do with it. Yeah, I don't care. I'm so comfortable in our relationship, I don't need it. Well, I'm so comfortable in our relationship that I don't care that you don't wear it. Oh. I'm the one taking credit We're just rubbing it into this poor woman. So, okay, so, so look, this is what I would compare it to. I would compare it to the fact that for months you thought that that moose was a little askew. It was oh, yeah. off angle. And I thought it was fine. And you couldn't get over it. Like yeah. it literally like drove you nuts. Every day you reminded me that we need to, I need to fix that moose. Yeah. And I was just like, no, we're not. You're getting And by over the way, this. fixing it was, would have been annoying because I needed like off by a half, like a couple of well, millimeters. Well, there's three screws in the back. Yeah. So I would have had to make three new holes. Yeah. It would have and been it a had, would have had to go in a different spot. Oh. Yeah. It was not happening. I put my foot down. I was like, you're going to, you're going to get over that. And you did. You <laughs> did get over that. 
And you know what? All it took was just like, you know what? That's not important. What's important is the fact that the moose is holding my jewelry and it's a nice moose. And that's it. And you let it go. I'm fascinated that that's the example that came to mind. And I completely forgot about that story. Isn't that interesting? Well, I'm, I don't don't remember it. <laughs> just forget about it. Let's stop recording. I'm going to look at yeah, that yeah, moose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. No moose. No, but, but for, sorry. But I'm just saying that that you letting go of that, have has it harmed your life? Yeah, I think this is a tiny bit more complicated because, you know, it'd be easy to tie in how she believes he feels about her up with this. Yeah, but the thing is, with all analogies, there's not a parallel. It's no, not a yeah, direct yeah, yeah. parallel. It's just I'm trying to to frame it in, in a way that people can understand. If a picture frame is crooked, it's okay. Your life's going to go on. It's not going to affect mm-hmm. your life. You just have to really commit to letting go. And I think she needs to commit to letting go, assuming that the, the rest, rest of, of the, the relationship, relationship is, is solid. Good. Yeah. If that's the case, we didn't get that information. Yeah. Is it solid? I don't know. If it is solid, let it go. Mm. If it's not solid and it's not solid in a way that might relate to the behavior he exhibited on the day that he gave you that shitty proposal, then reconsider. But otherwise, let it go. Okay. I have a lot of thoughts on this. First of all, I liked your example. And I think what's interesting about the moose jewelry holder thing is that most of the time when I do get like that, I'm like, that's at an angle, that's crooked, that's not in all the way, that's not laying flat. You know, I'm really, I get really crazy about this stuff. This is certainly something I think you would change about me. But around the house, I will obsess over something and you will not cease to hear about it for months until it's fixed. And 99.9% of the time, you will aim to fix it. Yeah. Over time, usually probably because you just oh, want that's me to the shut only, up. It's the only yeah, victory the I have. Only time. I, you're undefeated except for yes, that moose. Yes, I remember yeah. now that that was the one time you were like, get over it. Yeah. And you really like put your foot down about it. And I, it kind of like snapped me out of it. And I realized that you were right because also the shape of the moose. I'm yeah. just going to add. It's not even even. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's kind of like in a regular shape yeah. and one antler is probably higher than the other anyway. So that kind of thing. Yeah, so if I it got was over. a perfect cube moose, <laughs> I would agree with you. It's okay. not. So I just want to sh- shelve that though, even though I really like that example. Two things that come to mind about this question. The first is we have had a caller on. This was a while ago. I think it might've been in the first year of Dear Shandy, but she, the title, I believe, of the episode was, Did I Miss My Own Proposal? Uh, like, yes, he didn't even propose. Mm-hmm. And she had to pick out her own ring, I believe. And I believe also she even paid for it. Like, uh, he didn't go out of his yeah, way. that's different. He, yes. And so, and we had a big issue with that. Like, yeah. we felt that, you know, there were probably other issues going on. It just it seems so unbelievably passive on his part. Meanwhile, in this case, I'm not saying that it's what you wanted it to be, A, or anywhere close to it. But there was still a moment where he had a ring, I assume, and he said, will you marry me? And yes, there were no rose petals and no, it wasn't that romantic. But the reason I bring up that... that that's that would make it so much better. Like, it's like, oh, you gave me rose petals and an engagement? No one's ever thought of that before. Well, something that comes to mind is I remember the comments under that caller episode. Yeah. A, I would implore you to. I'll link it. But go look at the comments because I remember there were a couple of examples of women who were like, I've been married for like 15 years and the proposal sucked. Mm-hmm. And I was upset about it at the time, but I can tell you 15 years later that like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like I'm happily married. Yeah, we was. have a great relationship. So ultimately it really doesn't matter. I don't think you doesn't need to matter. put more weight on this than you should. 
because ultimately, like she said on social media, you know, she's hearing about pro- seeing proposals on so social wide. media. Like, who doesn't have something on social media that you covet and feel bad about and, yourself? And honestly, over? most of those proposals probably were totally staged oh, and bullshit, and, they, and she knew it was coming. And this is not us poo pooing people who get gorgeous proposal photos or whatever. Like, do it, great. Yeah. All I'm saying, a is that it really. I don't think it matters that much. The wedding's I, way more important. Yeah. Well, if you totally like, messed up the wedding too, then we have an issue. Yeah. But I'm assuming like your wedding was fine. Messed up the wedding. Yeah. The what? It sounds like Omicron messed up. Yeah. The wedding. It wasn't his fault. He didn't do Omicron. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I think. He didn't do. We Omicron. don't know that. But he just screwed up the engagement. Omicron screwed up your wedding. If you have a good relationship. Forget about mm. it. Forget it's it, so unimportant. Yeah. So okay, with that caveat, if the relationship is otherwise fantastic, a this is us doing what Andy did to me over the moose jewelry yeah. hanger, which is putting our foot down and telling you to get over it. Yes. Do we have a picture of the moose? You're going to put a picture of the moose, right? Maybe. You got to put. There's a, a lot of, of necklaces. Moose. It's like a disaster. But they'll understand you know? what I'm ta- how annoyed I was about it. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> Trying to get an I told you so. Yeah. Here. All right. A good luck. Don't don't obsess. Live your life. All right. This next question is from question mark. (laughs) So she signed all my best comma question mark. Q. Let's call her Q. Oh, okay. Good. Dear Shandy, really enjoying the podcast. Your Q&As and caller episodes in particular never fail to be thought provoking. Thank you, Q. Thank you. I have a relationship pattern in my life that I would love the Shandy take on. From senior year of high school until now, I'm in my early 30s, I've had five to six friendships with guys that seem to follow the same pattern. One, meet via school slash job slash hobby. Two, develop a friendship even though we don't share the same friend group. Three, friendship largely consists of long conversations via text or in person, for example, over dinner. Four, after a few years, we eventually phase out of each other's lives. Generally, there's no specific event that leads to a falling out that I can recall. Commonalities in these situations. These guys are generally very smart, the human encyclopedia type, somewhat socially awkward, little relationship experience, and as far as I know, single during the time of our friendship. They are very respectful and complimentary towards me. At no point are conversations ever overtly flirtatious or sexual. When I was single, there had been occasional talks about what it may have been like to date each other. When I am in a relationship, these what would it be like conversations never occur. I also have never wanted to date any of these guys. Not sure if this detail is important, but most of the time, if we are hanging out one-on-one, we do not dress up and they will insist on paying. Hmm. Hmm. I think it's funny that she lists those as though they are supporting the same argument. Yeah. We do not dress up, but they, the guy will insist on paying. Yeah. Well, she's got a, some, something of a point. You think? To me, I think a guy insisting on paying would suggest that he's romantically interested. I don't know. I I, honestly like maybe I'm old fashioned, but when I go out with girlfriends, I I usually pay or at least I offer. And if Uh they say no, we should split it. I'll be like, fine. Mm. I'm not a girl who grew up with brothers or male cousins, so I'm not exactly sure what to make of these friendships. Is this type of relationship truly platonic or am I being completely oblivious or am I being too full of myself? If not, where should the boundary be drawn? And for the record, the title of the email was AIT Oblivious A. And I had to look this up, what A-I-T-A meant, and it was, am I the asshole? <laughs> Which is oh. something we created. Uh-huh. I don't know if we created it. It might yeah. already exist. But yeah. is she the oblivious asshole is what she's asking. She's definitely not an asshole. Certainly not. No, that's not even a question. No. Is she oblivious? I don't know. There's not enough evidence here. 
So we discussed something on a previous, I think it was a Q&A, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure, where we talk about how male and straight male and straight female relationships as friends mm-hmm. often have the slightest bit of like all tension. spice yeah. of sexual tension. Yeah. That's part of it. That makes it even better. Uh-huh. Like you don't act on it, but it's kind of like just a little something that elevates it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, in almost every, oftentimes I become friends with women that I've previously had, you know, romantic relationships yeah. with. That's kind of my style. But I also have a couple of female friends that I've never done anything mm-hmm. with. And I oh, there's always some little something there. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's a given that the they men that she's been friends with have been slightly, very slightly, at the very least, interested. Yeah, like if she gave an indication that she was interested, they would have really yeah. gone for it. Yeah, if she's like, I want I, I want to fuck tonight, they'd yeah. be like, oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I- <laughs> um, shifting my schedule and we're good. <laughs> yeah. But- but that's not really that important. I think that's a very common dynamic amongst male and female friendships, straight male and female yeah. friendships. But I think there's something at work here about the way she engages with friends, possibly. I'm not putting the blame on her. I'm just saying that I think it's possible that she's not injecting herself or being proactive enough in the friendship for it to have like, you know, decades long legs mm. is my guess. That's my guess. It is interesting that all five to six of them, it's funny that it was like five or six. It's like, yeah. I wonder how the sixth uh, guy feels. Yeah, right. like, <laughs> he's like she almost, meant so much to me. Yeah, he's like an acquaintance. <laughs> but it's interesting that all of them sort of fizzled out after a couple of years. Yeah. But I don't know if that's that insane. You know, there's seasons where you come into each other's lives and maybe really connect with each other and then you know, things change, like circumstances change and where you live might change, what you're doing might change. And it's not that shocking. To me, what stands out is that she said the men were, for the most part, socially awkward. Interesting. Yeah, I got I got a strong feeling on the second read of this email. I don't know if I felt this way the first time I read it, but reading it out loud to you now, I got the strong feeling that at least half of them were romantically interested in her. Yeah, they couldn't make a move. Yeah, and maybe we're like quietly pining away for her. You know what I mean? And then they got in relationships and they were like, okay, well, that's not really. Yeah, or it eventually fizzled out. It's like, how long are you going to keep trying to make that happen? I didn't want to think that. Why? Because it's so obvious. Like, it's such an obvious, like... <laughs> no, I know what you mean. It's how I feel when people are like, oh, they're just jealous. I hate that. No. I hate it when people are like, yeah. they're just jealous. But oftentimes they are, you know? So you got to... It's like Occam's it, it, razor, you know, Occam's razor. Yeah, the my most favorite likely. razor yeah. of all the razors. <laughs> by far the best You've razor. You've made this joke before. I know. This is the second. <laughs> it's the joke that has to be made, though. My point is, is that if it's the most likely mm-hmm. answer, oftentimes it is. Yeah. But... I think that it's not that she's necessarily oblivious. It's a combination of the people she's choosing to be friends with. Yes. And possibly the way she's engaging with them as friends. Mm-hmm. That, that's all. There's Yeah, I think there's a lot to this that we couldn't possibly know or unpack. No, it's impossible. But first of all, there's nothing uncommon about this. I've had so many platonic, mostly platonic male friendships yeah. where there's like that bit of allspice. Yeah. And I'm almost always not interested. Like to me, I'm not attracted or it's missing something that would cause me to want to... Sure. Get naked with that person. Yes. But that doesn't mean I don't enjoy their company. You know what it usually is? In my case, it's a humor thing. 
It's oh, like, I think okay. they're super interesting. We laugh but together, you, yeah. but they don't make me like really la- like, clearly yeah. this is a thing you for me. You don't share the language. Yeah. Yeah. When someone makes me really like pee my pants laughing, that's uh, that's it. That's it? For me. That's wow. what I need. <laughs> Better not hang out with any more funny people. <laughs> so Q, I guess what we're saying is this is normal because she said she didn't grow up with a lot of males in her life. She's not sure if she's just being oblivious. I think you might be being slightly oblivious to think that not at least half of these guys have wanted to date you. There's no question of this five or six, <laughs> at least one or two definitely yes. wanted to date you. Yes, at the time. All right, Q, hope that answered your cue. So Andy, I personally am not on my phone that much because I think it's a lot of time wasting. Mm-hmm. You kind of get sucked into these black holes and suddenly an hour goes by of swiping and oh, scrolling yeah. and you don't even know what you were looking at. But there's one app in particular that I always make time for. Is it Babbel? It is Babbel. Because can you think of a better way to spend 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes on your phone a day and getting more out of it than learning a language? Truly No. Seriously, learning another language is hard. It takes a lot of dedication. And so to take these little spurts every single day, 10 minutes a day, no one doesn't have 10 minutes a day. No. And if you add 10 minutes a day to the number of days in a year (laughs) and then multiply that by five Uh and divide that by three... And subtract one and add six, uh-huh. you will be fluent in a language. <laughs> yes, exactly. So Babbel is truly one of my favorite apps on my phone. It is a language learning app that makes it so easy and even fun, dare I say. Fun. It is fun. It's gamified. Yeah, it is gamified. And Babbel lessons were created by 150 language experts. And you can tell. Yes, they're really intuitive. And they're voiced by native speakers, not computers. And I love how they really focus on your pronunciation. And with Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages and you can be having a conversation in the language of choice in as little as three weeks. That's incredible. So start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, you can get up to 55% off your subscription by going to babbel.com slash Dear Shandy. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Dear Shandy for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. So Andy, there are days where you just don't want to cook. You don't have the time. You don't have the interest, the energy. And you know what would be really nice on days like that is to just open your fridge and see a fresh, never frozen meal sitting there all ready to go. You just need to heat it up. There have been so many weekdays where we're both working and we open the fridge and we're like, ah, thank God for factor. It's a relief. Yes. It's a relief that the thing you need that you don't want to make a fuss about is ready there for you immediately. Mm -hmm. And it's healthy. It's delicious. It's easy to heat up. It doesn't taste cheap. Thank you. It doesn't taste cheap. Their meals taste like they were put together by someone who knows what they're doing. It feels like you have a personal chef. Yes. Who's like, you know what? I made some meals for you yesterday. Here, just, you know, keep them in the fridge. They'll be good. It actually does feel exactly like that. And that personal chef, by the way, knows your dietary restrictions or preferences. So if they know if you don't eat meat or they know if you're keto. And it's about a hundredth the cost. It's true. I mean, a personal chef ain't cheap. And I never like not having at least one factor meal in the fridge as a backup. Because there are days where you're just like, oh. There are some days where I actually go to the refrigerator with my fingers crossed, like (laughs) B-factor, (laughs) B-factor. Oh, no factor. (laughs) So head to factormeals.com slash Shandy50 and enter code Shandy50 to get 50% off your first box. Again, that's Shandy50, Shandy50 at factormeals.com slash Shandy50 to get 50% off your first box. All right. This next question is from 
risk taker question mark or risk averse question mark. But the title of the email is in a pickle. So I thought we would call her pickle pickle. That's a great name. Dear Shandy, I'm in a pickle, a glorious, magnificent, delicious pickle. But nonetheless, I need your advice. I am a 41 year old English woman who moved to Canada in 2008 for love. I married my husband, 41 Canadian, in 2015 after 17 years together, and at first everything was wonderful. Fast forward seven years, and in early 2022, I made the difficult decision to separate from my husband and push for a divorce. It's been a difficult and challenging nine months for me, not least because my husband refuses to accept what is happening, is making exceptionally poor decisions, and adamantly will not move out of our shared home. I've made up my mind, though, and done plenty of therapy and and I know categorically that I cannot and will not stay in a loveless, parasitic, toxic marriage any longer. For Christmas, since my family is all in the UK, I decided to get out of Dodge and visit a friend in northern Alberta. A change of scenery was exactly what the doctor ordered. Anyway, it turned out to be the best decision ever because I became the protagonist in my own Hallmark Christmas love story. I met a man there who was everything I had ever been looking for, everything I had been begging for, and begging, by the way, is bold and underlined. For years in my marriage, he gave willingly and without question. He is effusive and loving, communicative and intentional. Our connection was magical and effortless. I ended up extending my trip to spend as much time with him as I could. I found myself sobbing uncontrollably during moments of quiet. It took me finding a man like him to realize how desperately miserable and unloved I had been for years. My unhappiness was palpable and I found myself questioning how a man like him could be interested in me. Was I even worthy of love? My self-esteem is in the toilet after spending years with an incredibly selfish and narcissistic person, but it took years to get there and years to recognize it for what it was. Think the frog in the boiling water analogy. I don't actually know that analogy. Frog in boiling water. I've, if I'm de- I've definitely heard this before, but I forgot it. Oh, you want me to Google it? Yeah. Okay. I'm actually curious. That sounds horrible for the frog. <laughs> it does. Okay, good old Wikipedia. The boiling frog is an apologue describing a frog being slowly boiled alive. The premise is that if a frog is suddenly put in boiling water, it will jump out. But if the frog is put in tepid water, which is then brought to a boil slowly, it will not perceive the danger and will be cooked to death. Wow. Wow. This story is often used as a metaphor for the inability or unwillingness of people to react to or be aware of sinister threats that arise gradually rather than suddenly. Oh, wow. That's a great analogy. Oh, man. And I really have lost respect for frogs. Lost? Yeah, like well, what's they can't figure that out? Well, I mean, the whole point is that it's very subtle. Yeah, but it's what's going on with frogs? <laughs> <sighs> it's pretty dumb. <laughs> Well, I think we have Pickle to thank for showing us a fantastic analogy. That's a great. I'm yeah. going to be using that. Not on the podcast, because it's not mine. <laughs> no on original material, but I will be using it. So I had a whirlwind affair with my Albertan man. We connected on a level that neither one of us had felt before. We thrive in each other's company and spent days doing nothing but everyday mundane activities, playing records for each other, cooking meals together, sharing a bottle of wine, grocery shopping, normal everyday stuff, and it felt magical. We told each other we were in love with each other on new year's eve a week after meeting when i say i felt like i was a contestant on the bachelor i am not joking now i'm back in my home city and we are dating getting to know each other talking all night messaging all day i feel alive for the first time in years so here is my dilemma 
He lives in a small town in northern Alberta. He mm-hmm. has a nine-year-old daughter from a previous relationship and owns mm-hmm. businesses there, so he can't move anywhere anytime soon. We have talked about me moving there for a year at first just to see how our relationship would translate in the real world. My question to you, is this insane? <laughs> We met at just the right time in each other's lives. It's a love I have never felt before. Both of us know it is a unique and rare connection, once in a lifetime stuff indeed. But I don't just want to be the, quote, ridiculous woman who moves countries or provinces for men. I'm not usually a huge risk taker, but I would rather regret something that I did do than something I didn't. The logical portion of my mind says that starting over at 41 when I have an incredible life where I am is stupid. I'm established. I own a home. I have a great job and a wonderful social life. But then, if I can't take a risk for the greatest love story of my life, then what is the point? I feel as though we are both too old and too young not to take a chance together. I am also finding it hard to fully trust again, even though he is open and honest and validating and reassuring and effusive and genuine. I'm suffering a little bit from the PTSD of an abusive relationship and finding it hard to fully trust my feelings or his. Yes, more therapy is in my future. As you can tell, I'm in analysis paralysis and need some perspective. Help! What should I do? Should I consider moving there, or is this the dumbest thing you've ever heard? Pickle. It's definitely, definitely not the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No. 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 Not at all. I mean, I'm really happy for her. Yeah. I love the part about too old and too young, because I think a lot of people, in their 40s especially, something about 40s, 30s and 40s, but especially 40s where people are like, oh, it's too too late for me. I'm not going to bother doing that crazy thing. When really, if you look at if, you know, if it's you look a lot at of it, life left. Yes. A lot of life. Yes. And she spent so much of her life in that other relationship. Yeah. She said they dated for 17 years. 17 And then they were years. married for what? Another seven years. a narcissist. Or so? That's a lot. Yeah. That's like 60 years. That's like, Oof, that's, that's brutal. True. So there's a lot to consider here. She has a great life where she is. Mm-hmm. She's a lot of friends where she is. She likes her town. Mm-hmm. Everything's good. But... She has a once in a lifetime opportunity here. The kind of once in a lifetime opportunity that defines people's lives is the thing oftentimes that people search for their whole existence and often don't really find. Mm. And she found it. It seems that way. Yeah, it would seem that way. It's early. Yeah. But it seems that way. What I would say is, even though it's a small town in northern Alberta, where, let's be honest, the winters are not not good. (laughs) It's not good. You love talking about cold Canadian winters. Uh, okay, spend, spend the winter in Al- northern Alberta and then <laughs> laugh. Anyway, whatever. That's, that's secondary. So I would say this. I would say give the long distance just a little more time. Mm. Get it a little more vetted. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a little more vetting. Mm-hmm. This is very early. Give it three, four I more months. I completely agree with this so far, by the way. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> not that we need to agree. No, no, no. It's good. I like to agree. It's better. So give it a few months. Vet it a little harder. And then when you're ready, when you really like, you know what, this is, there's not nothing under the hood here that's a problem. I'm ready to go. You got to do it. Okay. I could not agree more. I know Shandys don't like it when we agree so wholeheartedly with each other. Is it? You think? They, they like it when we disagree. They like it when we fight. Well, maybe they really like it when we super agree or super disagree. Maybe it's the in between. I think us super agreeing is not interesting to yeah, them. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right. I can go the other way. <laughs> Okay, I totally agree in that I'd be interested to see if the flame, if like the the magic that this has right now 
stays in a, in distance. And I say that because I th- I've said before on the podcast that I think some men, not all men, but a lot of men are uh, a little out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. I think women are this way too sometimes. But in my experience, it's been more so men than women. It's just like, it's a lot easier to be in love and to maintain love when you have the convenience of spending every day together. Yep, yep. And so I would just be interested to see if what they share can withstand that kind of distance. So far, it sounds like it's going great. Yeah. In which case, what better reason in life could there be to move than for love? Yeah. And look, it's not always permanent. I know he has businesses there, Mm -hmm. but if she gets there and she loves him and everything works, he's like, wow, this actually is real. Mm -hmm. We're doing great. But I, I can't I can't live in this town. I just can't do it. Yeah. Then they can start talking about ways they can figure this out. Totally. I'm sure there's a way out of this. Yeah. But the first step is to make sure the relationship is right mm-hmm. and then give it a shot. Yeah. Give it a shot. You can always come back. You it's know, not like she's moving to Tahiti. Oh, that would be much nicer, though. Make this a lot easier, this decision. Yeah. But although that's also a small town. It's so, <laughs> so pretty. So pretty. Such good fauna. But um, she needs to go. She fauna needs- or flora? Both, <laughs> but but I get a lot. There's a lot of places for flora, but Tahiti's got tremendous fauna. Okay, <laughs> such a fauna. I want her. I know she really loves him, and I know she she wants this to happen. I want her to get that reciprocation as 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 hard as possible. I want her to get to a point where he's like, I just can't live without you. Get your ass over here. Mm. I want I want that to happen. That's ideal. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to get there and him like. Oh, yeah, this is great, but mm, mm. I prefer the long distance. I don't want that to happen. Oh, yeah, I don't really see that, but I, I know what you mean. Sometimes, like out of respect almost too much, I feel like the, the person who would have you move to them almost doesn't want to ask that of you. <laughs> oh, my God. Was that your hair? No, uh, I don't know. Well, very long hair just crept into my face. Oh, my God. You just like fall from the sky. I mean, that's what happens when you live with me. Yeah. Wow. It's a gift. Your hair got stuck on the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm showing you love in different ways right now. Oh, just my hair. It was nice. It was nicer than if someone else's hair had fallen (laughs) on my face. Let's hope it's mine. But yeah, I don't know if it's really helpful past a certain point for that person to be like, "Well, do what's best for you." Like there comes a point where like you want that person to be like. I really want you to be here. Like, yeah. like, let's just give it a shot. And, let's and go for it. Oftentimes, I don't agree with that. I mm. don't feel like there's the need for the person to be like, I need you yeah. to do this. Yeah, oh, like pressuring. Yeah, I kind of like people being like, no, yeah, do, what, do your own thing. But so, in this situation, I hate to well, say because it. because she's giving up a lot. She's giving she up a lot. She needs to feel like there's motivation behind it. I think he needs to make her feel comfortable with this move. He needs to be like, like, I'm here for you. Like, this is not going to, this is not ambiguous. Yeah. Like, you come here, I'm psyched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, I'm not going to force you to come. But I'm going to be psyched. There's no, there's pure clarity on my end. Mm-hmm. And and when she gets that after, you know, a few more months, mm-hmm. I think she should make the move. Yeah, I and, totally and agree. Give it a trial period. You only live once. There's you know, there's it's... love and career. Those are the two pillars of life that people search for yeah. and they often don't get. There's a pillar right here. She's got a hold. She's got, she's got her arms around the pillar. And think about how many people move for a career. Of course, People do it for a shitty career. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even something that they don't necessarily want to do, but they're like, well, this is the right move. Gotta make I'll money. move across the country for yeah. this. They're offering me decent money. I got to yeah. move to a place I don't want to go. Yeah. For money? <laughs> She's got love. Yeah. Love is conquers money. Every time. Mm. Every time. Oh, well, I mean, I think that they 
they need each other. <laughs> Sorry not to be the pragmatist in this relationship. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> you know what I love is that, you know, she says she's finding it hard to fully trust again, but that's the last paragraph. And, and the rest of the email to me really shows that she she is... She's diving into this, like she's allowing herself to be swept up, which I'm I'm proud of her over. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because she hasn't let that past relationship. She could be scarred. Yes. She could be like totally cynical. Do you know how many people wouldn't even get to this point after what she's been through? She's lucky. To be honest, she's lucky that she is who she is and mm. that she ran into this guy. Yeah. And, and she should grab it. Yeah. And just bring a really, really, really warm coat ha, ha, ha. and some earmuffs ha, ha, ha. and some heavy socks. <laughs> Okay, Pickle, good luck. Enjoy. And you know what? If you end up being wrong about this, what a great learning experience. I know it could hurt, but it's also like going to show you so much of what you're looking for. She says that everything I had been begging for in years of marriage, he gave willingly and without question. You know, Mm. it's like she's really able to recognize something that she's known in her mind she wanted and hasn't actually received. Mm. That's a gift. You know, that's worth something. Yeah, I agree. All right. Okay. Good luck and enjoy. All right. This next question is from feeling like a snooty friend. Let's call her snooty. Snooty. I love that word. I haven't heard snooty in a while. Yeah. Snooty, Snoopy, Snooky. There's a lot of good snoo names. Yeah. Cute. It's a cute name. <laughs> yeah, you can't not be cute with a name that starts with snoo. Even if it's snooty. Dear Shandy, there is a friendship that I want to end, but I don't know how to go about it. My friend, let's call her Anna, has never done anything wrong or bad, but I just feel like we don't have anything in common. I'm honestly surprised she always wants to hang out with me. I don't want to hurt her feelings, but hanging out with her kind of feels like a waste of time that could be used more productively. I'm someone who likes to go out dancing, run, go on hikes. She mostly likes to go out to restaurants and make small talk, and she absolutely hates physical activities. She's also I'm, quite- I'm down with her friends. <laughs> <laughs> She's also quite a bit younger than me, and I'm under the impression she enjoys my friendship because she doesn't have many friends. Also, I'd maybe enjoy her company more as a once every six weeks kind of thing, but she wants to hang out once a week or every other week. It burns me out. What is the kindest way to tell someone? Someone that has never wronged you Oof. that you simply don't enjoy their company. Oh dear. Sincerely feeling like a snooty friend. And we followed up for ages because I just thought it might matter. Yeah. Uh, she is 26 and her friend is 23. So on the young side. Yeah. But also the age difference. She said she's younger than her. At 23? Yeah. When at you're that 26, age, yes. it's much younger. It is true. Yeah, it all stretches as you get older. That's true. I was friend broken up with. Oh, by, on our episode by um, Marissa G. Franco. Marissa G. Franco. Yes, and it was absolutely brutal. Oh, yeah, and even in the the mock role play, it, it, it felt it was anxiety inducing. Mm-hmm. I don't know who has the balls <laughs> to do this in real in the real world. Yeah, I don't recommend that because that's like first of all you're destroying her. But I will say this: you can. Fade. You mm-hmm. can fade. Mm-hmm. Not ghost. Not ghost. Do not ghost. I think fade. she can fade exactly to the point where she hangs out with her once every six weeks, which is the amount that she wants to hang out with her. Make it so that you hang out with her exactly how many times you yes. want to hang out with her, whether she likes or not. 
Just make it happen. Yeah. If she says, hey, are you free this Saturday? I'm not free, but I'm free in three weeks. Mm -hmm. What was interesting about the Marissa G. Franco episode, which I think we'll continue to refer to a lot because that was really like, it was very polarizing. That one conversation where she broke up with you. What was interesting about that is some comments were like, that might seem harsh, but I've been ghosted by friends or, you know, faded into oblivion by friends. And that the, what did she call it? Ambiguous loss. That ambiguous loss is so painful. But, but you don't know. It's still ambiguous. Well, that's the thing. Someone else, there were other comments that were like, I've been broken up with in that way and I've never gotten over it. Yeah. It, it hurts so bad. I would rather the loss be ambiguous. So, you know, there's arguments to be made on either side. But one thing I'm not getting from this is that. This friend has wronged her no. in any way or that they see so like not eye to eye in a way that it's worth no, she's getting just not to that, that point. Into her. Yeah. Do you know how many, like so many people are friends with people that they're not that into yeah. and they hang out with them once in a blue moon and it's far less effort to hang out with them once in a blue moon than it is to go through that. Like yeah. this is traumatizing. And people take hints. 90% of people take hints. Hmm. If you like say, hey, you want to hang out? And you're like, oh, I'm busy. And then you say again, like next week, you want to hang out? You're like, oh, I got things. Let's do it like soon though. Yeah. Eventually they take a hint. They're like, oh, okay. Maybe tone it down a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes people don't take a hint, but that's rare. Yeah. And I think that that's all you need to do. Yeah. Just say no more. Just say no. Yeah. Say no or say nothing. If you Just say- don't respond to a text for two days and be like, oh, sorry, I was really busy. Mm-hmm. Let's hang out soon. Whatever. I think if you learn to say no more, you will avoid having to ever break this friendship up. Yes. And on that point, this is about you. This isn't about this this girl. Mm. It's about you. You need to change your habits with people. You don't you to suffer fools is, mm. a, is a phrase I like to use. You don't need to suffer fools. If you consider hanging out with this friend to to suffer a fool. Well, it's it's a mild. There's a f- wide range of suffering fools. Like yeah. suffering well, anybody's company it, that you don't want to be she with. She calls it a waste of time. Yeah, that's suffering fools. You know, I, I don't want to side too much with the friend here, but there's two things here that stand out to me. One of them is that I'm kind of surprised that she wants to hang out with me. And the other one is I get the impression she enjoys my friendship because she doesn't have many friends. It's almost like she doesn't understand what the friend could be getting out of this, but it's almost like she's not understanding what she even brings to the friendship that Anna appreciates in her. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like there's almost like a, mi- a misunderstanding of what the dynamic even but is. But also she f- there's an element of her feeling sorry for this girl. Like she just is like she feels bad. Yeah. Right. And it, frankly, it's possible that she doesn't even deserve that kind of sympathy because maybe she really likes Snooty and, and what Snooty has to say. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel like there's a lot that's not really uncovered here. And maybe Snooty doesn't want to uncover it, which she's well within her right. But... I think in that case, she just has to say no more. Yeah, you're giving false signals. I hate to put this on you, but this is your fault. (laughs) It's your fault. Are we turning this into an am I the asshole? You're an asshole. But you're not. You're too much of not an asshole. Mm. But it's becoming you being an asshole inadvertently because you're giving false impressions to this girl. You need to just say no. Don't respond to text right away. Just be busy. Hang out with her as much as you want. She's not forcing her to hang out with her. For me, one of the greatest joys of my 30s was just learning to say no to things I didn't want to do. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about when I took German classes in Berlin? I took like, you know, grammar and diction classes. And then there were cultural classes where you would learn about culture and what you would do. And this is all in German, of course. And I was amazed by this concept of, you know, they would say, oh, 
you ask so-and-so to go to the movies and then so-and-so might say, oh, ich habe keine Lust, mm. which means I have no desire. And I was like, nice. Oh, what? Germans. <laughs> I'll tell you, when they come through, they really come through. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being like, yeah, but no one would ever say that. You're just teaching me the wording. And they're like, no, you could say that. Oh, and I'm like, brilliant. and I remember being in class and I was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, you're telling me that it's totally socially acceptable. It's the norm that if someone invites you to do something and you respond with, eh, I don't want to do it. I have no desire. It's that such it's honesty. totally okay. It's honesty. And they're like, yeah. And that blew me away. And I'm not saying, Snooty, that you should do that with Anna, but you should do it for yourself to yeah. the point where you can say no. Yeah. It's interesting that that feels wrong when that, the it's opposite the of that right. should feel wrong. Yes. That should be the thing that feels the most right. I agree. Why would you lie? You're lying. You're just <laughs> lying. Okay, Snooty, hopefully our reactions might help you in making a decision. Yeah. I don't think this is breakup of friendship. Worthy. No, don't break it up. Just fade it out. Fade it out. Learn to say no more. Take responsibility for the fact that this friend feels so close to you because she's yeah. been seeing you every week or every other week. And this is a good learning experience for your future life because you may have a lot of friends like this in the future and you'll have a big problem on your hands. <laughs> so deal with it now. Well, Andy, there is a certain website that I have frequented much more than usual so far in 2023 because I'm revamping one website and building another. Can you guess what website I'm talking about? Can you give me some guesses? <laughs> We're talking about Squarespace. And let me ask you this. Have you have you heard much about other website builders? Yeah, there are some others out there, but I think it says a lot. The cream rises to the yes, top. Yes, it really does. And I remember when Squarespace first came around, you know, I was weighing my options. You know, this was many years ago now, but I was weighing my options. And I went to these other sites and I tried that. I fiddled with it. I really did. And Squarespace won me over. It was just the most intuitive. And I thought their templates were the most beautiful. It was the easiest way to like make a website look beautiful with very few skills. And so that was the one I chose. And now all these years later, they've only gotten better. Because let me tell you, you heard me rave about it already. But 7.1 is absolutely bonkers in how cool it is. You can literally just move things around. You don't need to code anything. You don't need to know how to speak something. Some other language. You're just like, oh, visually, I want it to look like this. Here you go. You know, sometimes I really love something and it's something that I talk to you a lot about. <laughs> and I get the feeling there's some point where you get tired of hearing about it. <laughs> I literally got tired of hearing about how much you raved about Squarespace. Yeah. Yeah. The past month or so, it's there's been a lot of Squarespace Yeah, this 7.1 really put you over the edge. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And also we've got to talk about features. There's no feature that you could want for a web builder that they don't have. Mm -hmm. You can buy your URL through Squarespace. You can do mailing lists. You have have a million analytics. You can do an online shop. You can sell merch, which we're hoping to do one day. It's one of those services where they have thought of everything. So anytime you think you have a question about something they may not have, they're like, no, we have that. <laughs> so head to squarespace.com slash Shandy for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code Shandy to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com slash Shandy for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code Shandy for 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. All right. This next question is from The Mistress. Mm. You can see where this is going. Dear Shandy, I am a big fan of your podcast and I'm happy I finally have something to ask you about, although my situation is anything but great and might also be controversial. The data. I'm 30, female. The guy, let's call him L, is 39. 
We live in a capital city in Europe. Yay, international. <laughs> we met about six months ago at the gym. After some serious eye contact, he came up to me and introduced himself. We didn't exchange contact info or anything, but we ended up going to, at the same time on the same day for the next two months and worked out together while talking. I felt that sparks were flying, but he didn't make a move. After a while, I had enough. I followed him on social media, hoping that he would send me a message. As I did, I found out that he is in a relationship. Mm. I haven't seen this on his profile, but my FBI skills led me to this conclusion. <laughs> I haven't brought this up to him, and we kept working out business as usual. Then one day, I was traveling, so I couldn't make our usual time slot, and he sent me a message asking me where I am. After that, we started chatting online all day, every day long winding paragraphs but still no mention of the relationship our workouts always ended with us talking outside for a long time not really wanting to say goodbye but eventually doing so with a hug looking back at each other as we were walking away and continuing our Ooh, online chat the look back god the gym the, the gym, gym. <laughs> i'm telling you i i don't ever feel comfortable when i go to the, to the gym i don't want to be looked at i don't want to look at anyone else i'm like that's i'm why, not here that's what you do at the gym is it? Don't hit on people at the gym. Oh. The gym's for working out. A lot I don't people... like anyone talking to me at the gym. Oh, I literally want to be invisible at the gym. Yeah. Don't talk to me. I agree. And don't I don't talk to people. So there have been many times, you know me, I talk to I talk to a lot of people, yes. random people in the yes. street. And I avoid every time. I'm like, oh, I really want to say it. I'm like, no, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't talk to people at the gym. <laughs> well, apparently we're not getting the memo because the gym comes up a lot. Yeah. These questions. Once again, I had enough and I brought up the relationship via chat. He admitted that he has a girlfriend. He said that's all it is, not marriage or kids. I was pretty direct, asked what he wants from me then and whether he has Ooh, any plans nice. to change his situation. Oh, this is getting hot. He said he doesn't think breaking up would be the right decision, but that he can't let me go. Oh, dear. During some follow-up conversations, he also called me the one. Oh, boy. Said our connection feels like gravity and mm. other nice stuff. Not long after, as tensions were running high, he ended up kissing me in the mm. parking lot outside our oh, gym. Hot. It was... <laughs> is it hot? The He's parking cheating. Lot. It's, so, it's so scandalous. The it is pretty scandalous. Lot. Yeah. Ooh, that's <laughs> a heavy gym parking first kiss. Lot? Yeah, that's... Oh. That's scandal. It was perfect. I've been looking for this type of passion for a long time. I don't mean to be dramatic, but time stopped. Things started moving faster after the kiss. And last week, we ended up sleeping together one afternoon at my place, which was also amazing. So this is where we are now, working out together multiple times a week, chatting all day and night and planning our next session. Honestly, I know this is horrible. And I know that I'm supposed to be running for the hills, but I've grown feelings and feel like our connection, both mental and physical, is very rare. Also, I just can't make myself quit him. It feels like my brain is giving an order that my body and heart can't execute. So my question is, should I stick it out hoping he will leave her for me? Is there anything I can do to speed things up or figure out whether this is a possibility? I know I'm one of the bad guys in this situation, but I still hope you can give me some advice on this one. Thank you, the mistress. Hmm. I feel very strongly about this one. And but, it's not judgmental, by the way. No, I don't judge anyone. If there's no. any bad guy in the situation, it's, it's him. him. Yeah, he's definitely the bad guy. She's not the bad no. guy. She didn't initiate this. You know, she was complicit yeah. to some degree. But she, anyway, that's that's. I actually don't feel like she actively seduced no. him as much as he, he seduced, kissed her in the yeah, parking yeah. lot. <laughs> it is according to her. He kissed okay. her in <laughs> the parking lot. There's a song there. Uh, yeah, it's keep not going. a good one. I want to hear the next <laughs> I want to keep hearing. It's so good that I want to hear what happens next. Really? 
He kissed her in the parking lot. It was so wrong, but it felt so right in the parking lot at night. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> okay. I, I think I was hung up. I was like, was it at night? But very good. Very it, good. It, it doesn't matter. Yes. The night works better. Yeah. The parking lot at night as opposed to a parking lot in the day is way Oh, you're right. Intense. It's way hotter at night. Yeah, that's intense. Yeah, I don't that know why I assumed like, this was happening during the day. I don't know. Yeah, it feels all wrong yeah. <laughs> and, and good. <laughs> okay, so do you want to go first? Well, I'd like you to go first. I, I have strong opinions here. Okay, good. And Let's hear them. Mistress, it's not coming from a judgmental place. I'm not judging you for doing this. There are many people who have been in your situation. I'm trying to think if I ever have. I have not been in this situation. I have cheated, but I've never been the, the mistress person. Like, it's not interesting to me. Yeah, I, I will say. Yeah, interesting. In all my years of dating, I've never been this person. But yeah. it's not me judging you. All I'm saying is that you should really be paying attention to how comfortably this guy is lying to someone. I don't know whether he's lying to you. I think he could be. You, you know, you're taking his word for it that he has only a girl. It's just a girlfriend, you know, not a wife and kids. But no. you don't actually know that. We already know that he is comfortable lying to some degree because I guarantee you his girlfriend doesn't know that he's working out with you at the gym every time he goes to the gym and now also having these planned trysts with you at yeah. your apartment. So that's a red flag already. The fact that he is so comfortable lying. And that's just the stuff you know about. So imagine the stuff you don't know about. Right. I think it's totally possible that this relationship is far more serious. The one thing he's been honest about is the fact that he doesn't intend to end things with his girlfriend. And as far as you're concerned, that's what you should be focusing on. I do not get the impression that this guy has any intention of leaving his girlfriend, if he had the balls to say that directly to her. And he's just getting his rocks off while yeah. he can until mistress puts her foot down and was like, I, I don't want to do this. She thinks that she's got a chance... She, I think you're lying to yourself a bit to think that this is going to go somewhere further. I agree. If he wanted to be with her, it would have been abundantly clear by now. He would have said, like, I think I'm going to leave my girlfriend or like, I want to be with you. I'll figure this out. Yeah, there would have been at least some guilt, I guess. Like, yeah. to me, it's like he's just like, sweet. Oh, yeah. She's responding. I told her I have a girlfriend. She's still talking to me. He's She's still showing up to her workout dates. Oh, I leaned in for a kiss. She kissed me back. Great. Oh, great. She invited me back to her place. Sweet. You know, he's just along for the ride. I agree. He's getting everything he needs. Yes. He's totally comfortable with cheating on his girlfriend. Yes. And this is a great arrangement. Yeah. So if I was her, I would internalize that and understand the situation better mm -hmm. and also put it to a head. Just say, what, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm done with this. That's the thing. I don't want you to think that we don't think it ever happens that the cheater leaves his whomever to be with yeah, the that person happens he's a cheating lot. As with. a matter of fact, that's that happens all the time. It happens all the time. So we're not saying that you don't have a chance, but I don't think you should bet on that, especially if he's telling you to your face that he doesn't intend to end the relationship. I feel like a conversation has to happen. I think what stands out to me is that she's not that uncomfortable with this. Like, you don't get the feeling that she she's like, I feel really bad, but I also, my yeah. heart feels stronger than my brain in this situation. Sure. Totally understand. And if you just want to do that for a while, okay, but I don't know if you should regard him as future relationship potential. You know, there's that saying where it's like, what's done to you or how your relationship begins. Like, how do you know that won't be done to you in the future? That's not the saying. I totally butchered that. But the idea that he is meeting you under these circumstances. Let's say he does leave his girlfriend for you. 
and you start dating. How do you know that in two years with his ability to do this, that he's not going to do it to you with a new job or a new gym uh, or whatever? You you know, I compare these situations to is like when you have a friend who shit talks your other friends to you all the time Mm. and you, you know, you maybe you join in you're like, yeah, yeah, that's annoying too. Yeah. But then you have to think like, if they're shit talking this much about our yeah. other friends, they're shit talking about me to our other friends too. Yes. And in this situation, it's like if he's doing this with you, what makes you think that when he, if he were to be with you, yeah. he wouldn't do this with somebody else? Yes. The fact that he hasn't even said anything about leaving his girlfriend or maybe like spending some real time with her, like as a partner, mm-hmm. to me means he's just he's just having a good time. Uh huh. And he'll do this again with his next girlfriend. Yeah. This is not a good relationship for her. No, not again. If that's what she wants, if she just wants to be the other woman for a while and have sex, like, yeah, whatever, you know, we people can judge you on a moral level, but you know, whatever people do that. It's more so that she seems to be really falling for him. And that's what my concern is. She wants to stick it out, hoping he'll leave her for no, her. she should do the opposite. She should say, I'm I'm getting attached. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Like figure your stuff out and let's just not do yeah. this until yeah. you Yeah, I think you should make it clear that you're not comfortable. You do feel bad because I don't think he's things are going to come to a head the way it is. He's getting his cake or he's having his cake yeah, and unless eating he gets it too caught. right now. And if he gets caught, then it's probably going to end anyway mm. in a not good well, way. Well, maybe. You don't know. Or maybe he'll break up with his girlfriend. Or and, maybe and his girlfriend will forgive him. Yeah, but either way... He's already had enough time to make a move, and he hasn't. Mm. He's yeah, getting, this has been going on for a while. This is a, a classic cake like, and eat it. Yeah, classic. classic cake and eat it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mistress. She says, what can I do to speed things up, figure out whether this is a possibility? I can tell you the fastest way to figure this out is to bring it to a head, have a conversation with him, and withdraw. Well, stop having sex with him. Yeah, you withdraw, even, because just, if he... That's it. Well, yeah, you say, I'm not comfortable. Like, if call me when you're single. Yeah. I really like you, but I don't want to be the other woman in this situation. Nothing, nothing, nothing will bring this to a head it's, faster than you doing that, because it'll force him to decide whether or not he can live without you. Yes, there's no, there's a no-brainer. And if he then doesn't break up with his girlfriend, then you know that he was willing to lose you and he chose his girlfriend over you, in which case that is also bringing it to a head. Yes. There's no other choice in this situation. Unless you want to catch a few few more sessions, you know, just to like, (laughs) you know, get get your fill. (laughs) But that's that's dangerous, you know. (laughs) She says, I just can't make myself quit him. By quitting him, that might get her what she wants. And that's probably the only way she's going to get what she wants. Yeah. It's, it's kind of right like now, you, have to, you have to walk through fire to get to uh, pass the fire. What, what, do you, what do you get through fire to get to? Something good? I mean, anything's better than being in fire. I was so. trying to make the, the, I was thinking of the cake and eat it too. Like without taking away the cake, then why is he fighting to eat it? <laughs> yeah, you got to walk through fire to eat a cake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, mistress, hopefully hearing us talk about this helps you make a decision. Yeah. I wouldn't put too much trust in this guy. No. He'll this, do it again to you. He will. And, I mean, not necessarily, but Probably. he's already proving to have a trait that should be considered red flag material yeah. in a partner. So just bear that in mind. I'm not saying it never happens that the guy leaves the girlfriend, but you know. It happens, but it usually happens. It, there's a progression. It doesn't feel like there's a progression here. It feels like he's just kind of in in stasis with this. 
Yeah, and also though it happens way less often than the guy just staying with his wife or girlfriend. Yeah. And also this wasn't one cheat. It would be one thing if he like had a cheat with her and he was like, okay, we, we can't do that yeah. again. Like maybe he's an okay guy and he just slipped up. But he's having a full blown oh, no. relationship this while is he's not dating a, slip a girl. Up. He is he is he, fully in on what he's doing. This is and, a pattern. And I get zero remorse from him. No. He's totally comfortable with this. This is his thing. Mm. He will do this again. I get the feeling it's not the first time he's cheated on his There's girlfriend. There's no chance this is the first also time. Also interesting, don't you find it interesting that when she looked up his profile online, yeah. it, was, it wasn't it was there that amb- she found about, it about the ambiguous. girlfriend. Oh, it yeah. was only through her FBI skills that she oh, found out about the he's girlfriend. A, he's a scumbag. There's no question. <laughs> okay. huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, mistress. Good luck. Yeah. I think you will need a little because it'll require... Having some self-control. Yeah. Oh, I just realized something. What? Also, importantly, there should be a beat between the parking lot and the last night. Huh? Yeah, it should be in the parking lot last night. <laughs> I have to admit that really made it better. Yeah. It was it was it was sort of like bothering me the whole QA. Huh. Okay. I think that's a wrap, Andy, for this Q&A. Yeah. The sirens are signaling the end. That's it. They're coming to get us. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok, leave us Apple and Spotify, podcast ratings and reviews, and generally do all of the things that you would do to support a podcast that you enjoy and that answers your questions. Yes. Over and over. Over and over But also different every time. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Yeah. Infinite questions. Yeah. There are infinite relationship questions. I keep getting nervous. I'm like, at one point, there's just going to no, be the same question. It'll never but end. No. It's like the universe. <laughs> galaxies. Yes. Do you know there are two trillion galaxies in the universe, in the visible universe? And in each one of those galaxies, there's an average of 400 billion stars. That's oh, nuts. I love this about you. I was reading in the New York Times that awe is good for you. It's like good for your mental health or your happiness or whatever. Like A W W W or like A. What do you think? A W E. Both are good. Yeah, probably. Both are good. That's true. But in your case, particularly, you got to have awe. If there's no awe, then there's no magic. Mm. You got to find something for magic. Yeah, I think. And for me, that's it. And if there is one question for every star in the universe, then we we should be okay. Yeah, (laughs) for at least a few trillion years. On that note, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye.